0: Hey, it's Casey Laulalla, and this is The Final Whistle.
1: Hello, and welcome back to The Final Whistle, brought to you by the Rugby Connection podcast. Well, in all sports, they say the streets won't forget, and that fits the bill for our next guest. He carved it up with Canterbury before, making an unprecedented move over to the Northern Hemisphere, tore up in Cardiff, left his mark at Munster, and ended on a high over in wrestling. He's tearing up on the real estate world as well now. It's Casey Lalala. Casey, thank you so much for coming on. How are you getting on?
0: Yeah, thanks, Mario. Thanks for having me on. I'm, I'm getting on very, very well. Uh it's taken a few, well, two years to sort of get used to, to life back here here in New Zealand. But other than that, can't complain. You know, the kids are happy. Um, I'm in a good space in terms of my new career, so... No, thanks for having me on. Really appreciate it. You're very welcome.
1: I've always... You've always been a player that I've known growing up. So, like, even when I played video games, you were one of my outside centres just because your stats were real. It was <laughs> great. It was so much fun. Just pop the ball out to Casey. He'll step you. He'll run through you. Sorted. Don't worry about it. Yeah.
0: Um, do you know, I honestly was so... Um, when it comes to those video games, I had no idea that it was that popular back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not when I got back here and the few in, in in the UK, I mean, in the Northern Hemisphere, that it's sort of like, but when I got back here, oh, people always say, I mean, the kids that they were playing at that time, you know, doesn't show my age, but like <laughs> they come back to me and say, oh man, 2008, probably 2008 was like, you were good in 2000, the, the rugby 2008. So, and that's why I kind of know about the, the whole um, rugby 08 uh, back then. Otherwise, man, I was just playing rugby um, and pretty much training and a little bit of study. Um, so, yeah, now just, it's just so crazy how um, rugby 08 sort of really was really big back then.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, we we need another game though. I think the whole rugby community like is clinging for a new game. Yeah, of some sort. Yeah, I think we all deserve it. Why not?
0: It, it could not be as big
1: as we do it properly.
0: Well, yeah, no, not a bunch of uh, has beans, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly, it's all good.
1: Um, I was. We always ask our guests what actually got you into rugby, but you're from New Zealand, which it's like religion and <laughs> rugby mm-hmm. over there. So what actually drew you to coming across to the Northern Hemisphere?
0: Well, a little bit of background. I actually was born and bred in Samoa. And so I came over when I was 12 and um, went to a boarding school. Now, my story, I had no idea I was going to a uh, a rugby school, which was Wesley College. And I found out later that that was where Jonah Long went to. And, um, yeah, it was crazy. And so, obviously, when I came from Samoa, I was I did play rugby in Samoa, but I wasn't good at all. So I ended up playing tennis. I loved tennis. Yeah, crazy. So, yeah, I uh, when, <laughs> so when I went to Grizzly, um I had no choice. Everyone was playing rugby. It was a hmm. rugby school at that time. And I, I tried for the first 15-day year. Never made it. I don't know why, but I thought it was a bit of, you know, for the ego that uh, that I try. But that gave me a lot of confidence as well to, uh, to, you know, let myself know that, you know, you can actually go for something even though you know that you're not capable of. And, uh, and from then on, I started playing under-15s for Wesley. Uh, we had a really good group of friends there. We're still good friends now. And sort of build my my sort of love for rugby then, and uh, by sixteen, the, didn't make the first fifteen the following year, but I I just gained a lot of confidence just because being around all the guys that just absolutely love rugby, and you know, and that consumed me, and I just want to get better and better mm. until I started making the first fifteen in my. <clears throat> my year 12, and then on that year, during my year 12, I got a, uh, an exchange um, scholarship to go over to Leeds in, in England, mm-hmm. uh, it was a school called Woodhouse Grove, and I spent a whole term there playing rugby and experienced the, the lifestyle of being in the UK, obviously it was so cold for me, the UK was so cold, up in Leeds was so, so cold, cool. um, but I had a great time. Gave me a lot of confidence because I played rugby in the season here, and when I went over there, I just carried on playing and just me a lot of confidence and and you know self belief in myself to sort of like hey you know what you know this is this is going well and I really enjoy playing with my friends and 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 a different experience so that's how I really got into rugby.
1: I'm happy, I love that. Just proper never give up story. Just and you were having fun with it. That's always the main thing because the minute yeah. you don't have fun it kind of goes away
0: that's how
1: i've always seen it
0: yeah and i think it's you know you got to have fun um if you want to enjoy something and if you do you know you end up doing it for the right reason anyway so um but there's also that competitiveness within you that you mm-hmm. just want to get better and better and i always remember like every game I played from uh, from that age on. And I was like, I want to be the player that people talk about. Like, after the game, that if I do something good, they're like, oh man, what about what I did? You know? So that kind of like, um, that really drove me to get better. And I did put the work in as well. You know, I made sure that I train hard, I do extra stuff to training um, when I don't have training as well. And I think that. Yeah, really gave me the work ethic to um, to w- really work hard, and uh, and also on top of that, you know, my parents were hardworking people, so seeing what hard work looks like, and obviously being in rugby, you know, you, Dad will always tell me, you know, you if you want to get anywhere, you need to put in the work, and um, and that's what I did. There you go. I mean, I can't agree
1: more. <clears throat> I I love on that. I do the whole. I live on the whole, if you don't ask, you don't get. And that's basically the whole thing around this show. Take a shot, a message, the likes of yourself and other guests that we've had on in the past, thinking they're far too busy. And I get a message from you, like, yeah, sounds good, mate. Look forward to it. I'm like, okay, I'm all good. It's it's a very surreal moment. When like players, like we've mentioned it on the video games, like you, you kind of idolized, you used a lot, you worshipped them, you watched their career, and then you could have this like almost face to face chat with them years down the line. It's, it's a very surreal moment, but I take it. I well, never it's take it. This That's very cool. Thank you. I appreciate that. Obviously, with the current rules now in in rugby that you could change allegiance. If you were still playing today, would you be repping some more?
0: 100%. Um, hmm. I mean, part of me leaving here at that time was obviously um, once uh, Ma and Conrad uh, formed their partnership, which, you know, a legendary partnership they had for a few years. Um, that was when... Uh, had to make the decision to to go overseas and experience something different um, see the world and um, you know in in a bit of cash while while you where you're at it so unfortunately during my time away from from New Zealand I ne- we you know the rules never changed and it did change a little bit towards my you know the end of my the, the last two years but nothing really came into fruition until until now, which is, you know, amazing to have that rule where all the best players are able to play for the, you know, for their country in the in the World Cup. Because you, you want all your best players playing playing in the World Cup. Um, and so yeah, you know, no no regrets, you know, it, it is what it is and it yeah. was back at that time. And so um you know, you get to a point in your career, you're like, you just focus on what you can control. And and that's what I did. I just made sure that my family's um, well and my my health is well. And, and that's all I, I focused on. There we go. Now, not many people are aware that your brother mm-hmm. still plays. And is
1: an old yeah. Black. I mean, it's quite yeah. obvious if you just look into the names right there. But for those that don't know, your brother is Nepo. La, la, la. is there any like brother rivalry still there even though you're retired or do you do you just give them stick now
0: <laughs> As, you know, things are very different um I think for me I'm 10 years older than him um mm. you know like I've done my time and I and I hope that I inspired him to to you know go on and, and, and play their mini tests for the Olex. And all of this, I'm, you know, we're just really, I'm just really proud of what he's done and, and to go to to the World Cup, uh, you know, two World Cups now. And so our family is just so proud of him. And, you know, we're, we're, we've we got a family group that we message in all the time, and I'm sure most families do. Um, and we're always so, um, you know, complimentary of each other. And obviously, in April, being in the All is just a massive... Um, Honor for Not for him, but for my family as well. And it's just nice to, to have the family and then, you know, carry on with, with them. So, wish him all the best for, for this World Cup. And, uh, and and hopefully, you know, they get the results that they want. Oh, you read my mind there. That was my next question of how how excited are you
1: for this upcoming World Cup? Because you can kind of sit back, relax, enjoy yeah, it as
0: a yeah. fan. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's exciting in a way as well because nobody knows who's going to win the World Cup. I mean, there's always favorites. Um, the rankings at the moment with Ireland being number one and I think France and New Zealand there to the second and third. So I think it's so exciting um, and the fact that it's going to be in Europe as well so that, you know, gives a little bit of advantage for the Northern Hemisphere team having the the, the fans around. But um, I think you know I'm just so excited because obviously New Zealand has a lot to prove now. We are not like we were, you know, mm-hmm. a couple of years ago where we we're so dominant. I think everyone's sort of caught up in in playing some great rugby, and obviously we saw that when when Ireland came back here and and obviously won a series here. And people don't understand how hard what the Irish did here to win a series in New Zealand. And I don't I can't remember the last time somebody won a series here in New Zealand. But um, you know, as we say in the Northern Hemisphere, fair play to them. Yeah. Um yeah. <laughs> fair play to the Irish. But obviously they will be eyeing um, you know, this is the big one for them because they've got the players, they have got the, you know, the youth in their team, um, great um, you know, coaching staff. Uh, and they've been consistent for so long now. And you know what? You know what a time for rugby to sort of um, to go in there with so many teams that could win uh, the World Cup. So now I'm so excited. Everyone here's so excited. I'm excited for my brother. I'm excited for the All Blacks as well. I think uh, they picked a really, really good team. And um, it's going to start soon. So let's see what happens. I genuinely can't wait. I.
1: I think every time someone's asked me who I think is going to win the World Cup, my answer changes. That's how close this World Cup's going to be. I've said the All Blacks, I've said the Springboks, I've said Ireland, I've said France. I think I said the Wallabies at some point, just because of how like Eddie Jones coming in and now they've brought Steve Hansen on top of that. Yeah, I'm just like I can't just obviously I'd love Scotland to win it. That's a dream. That's an absolute dream of mine. But yeah, it's it's very close to call, and I think that makes it more exciting, because the last few World Cups, you're like, they're winning it, especially, mm-hmm. like, you said, like, how good the All Bucks were at the start of the 2010s, obviously, with uh, Dan Carter, Richard McCall, Matt Conrad mm-hmm. Smith, just to name a few, so you're like, yeah, they're winning, because who's going to stop them?
0: Mm. I mean, yeah, that was that was the case back then. But you got to remember them going to the 2011 World Cup. You know, they lost the uh, the quarterfinals in 2007, so mm, yeah. there was a lot of pressure on them as well. And um, to to win the, the the World Cup in 2011, even though they were so dominant before then as well, um, but again, you know, they they just they had that group for, for you know, five, six, seven years together. So, and they, you know, racked up a lot of tests between, the, you know, the, the, the group. So, that experience and that quality, and they were in age as well. They, they were, you know, in their prime. So, um, in 2011, it was a perfect time for them to win. And uh, um, it was in New Zealand as well. So... And you can see, we saw a little bit of that pressure come on during the final against France, mm-hmm. uh, but they held That's on cool. and um, they held on and and made it count and so they came back in two thousand and fifteen and and uh, so yeah, it was a good period for for New Zealand rugby and and you know and what a dynasty that was, you know, like those guys are. Uh, uh, legends of the Oblex and it will go down in a long, for a long time that they're going to be you know, one of the uh, if not the best team uh, the Oblex have, have ever had so nice, great on them
1: <laughs> There we go back onto your career now you've played with some fantastic players with as a centre partnership who is your dream centre partner now so you can pick anyone in modern rugby so we've got Casey on the thirteen, step in and just just <laughs> running. Scott, who's your twelve?
0: Um, for my time when I was in the Crusaders and or any at any given time.
1: Any given time. Well, we could do past and present. You could do when you were playing, and we could do present day as well.
0: Do you know, like uh, I had a great partnership with Aaron Major. Um, that was that was amazing um and then obviously i moved to cardiff uh and played with jamie roberts at that time jamie just came back from the the Lions tour and we just had an amazing partnership um during that time as well so whew, it's a tough one you know like the Crusader days were was just well rounded just because we had all the players everywhere. We had the you know the forwards that were just dominating and we were just running wild at the back. And obviously when you have Dan at first five, um, we had Leon McDonald at the back, uh Rico Gear um as well on the wing and you know Winnie Baka on the other wing. It was just, you know, we just had a team that was so hard to stop. Um, put me on the spot. <laughs> I know. I love it. I love putting people on the spot. <laughs> Look, I'll, I'll say we had majors just because we won on, on, in j night time. Um, you know we we won few titles together, and obviously, Jamie's close up there. I mean, Jamie and I, we just we just dominated. Like, I mean, we 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 just. We were so good together and um and we always talk about it. And, yeah, yeah. And obviously as we get older, you know, the, the, the body packs in a bit, and yeah you uh hit yeah a few knocks here and there and so yeah, it just changes everything. But yeah, it's it's a tough one, but I just have to go with um some sort of the teammates here in the crusades just because we we are yeah. so you know, is there
1: anyone in the and pre- like currently that you would be like, oh, I would love to have played with you if given the chance?
0: Oh my goodness. You <laughs> know, um, <laughs> I really like the ring Rose from
1: Guy Ring yeah. Yeah.
0: Um I think later in my career I would like to play I and I really enjoyed playing twelve and he plays thirteen okay. so that would um, work. Yep. Yeah. And who else is there? Um who are the New Zealand twelve and thirteen again? Yeah. You've got Rico Ivania. Yeah, Rico Rico, Rico as well, Rico would be great as well. So mm-hmm. yeah. I think as you get older, you know, you go down a little bit. <laughs> and, um, so I, I really enjoyed going to twelve and kind of boss and sort of playing sort of that ten that pivot as well, like the like mm-hmm. the ten. So in that way, when you have someone you know young like that, Ringrose like and, and uh, Rico, we um, can really sort of facilitate a lot of things. But you know, very good. That's
1: great. Love that. Um. Obviously, you played for very historic clubs during your career. Is there any team or league that you wish you would have played in, just but just never got the chance?
0: Um. No, I think I was fortunate to play a lot of teams that were very very tough. I mean, obviously, when we came to when I came to to Cardiff. Uh, Linsa, were, you know, we at we creating that sort of dynasty. They, you know, still going now, in um, some great players. stand, you know, like I was fortunate enough to play um, uh, Brian O'Driscoll. Um, but again, you know, uh, with the Linsa team at that time, they were just well-rounded team, very strong in the forward, well coached. Um, and obviously Brian was just so experienced and still have a lot of his a lot of the flair that we, we saw. And it was it was always a good a good challenge against um Minster because you just never know what they're gonna do. Um they mm-hmm. all they always have these special plays that it catches you out. So um but yeah. Um here when I was playing for the Crusaders it was always the Hurricanes. Um, the Bulls at that time, when they were so so dominant as well, and the, um, and also um, the Brumbies were very dominant as well. Mm. Pretty much, it was, it was a tough competition when I was playing here in in the, you know the Super Twelve at that time. You know mm. the Blues were good, the Highlanders were good, so it was a it was a really really tough competition. And I think that's why it made you know. But that was just our time, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. different now, you know, I don't want to talk about what's what's happening now. You know, like it's just a different different time, and you respect the 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 work the the current teams are putting in. You know, like the Crusaders, how dominant they are. But during you know, those times with the Hurricanes, you know, the Bulls, uh, the the Brombies, the Blues, it was good fun. It's crazy good to fun. talk about it now, thinking back. It's like man. <laughs> it it was,
1: I, I think every team, like you said in Super Twelve, just had superstars everywhere. Every team you looked anytime you, any position, you're just like, my God, like, it's gonna be a absolute battle, which we yeah. love.
0: And I think that's why with uh, the Crusaders at that time, we, we couldn't have a night off because we were winning a lot, and obviously when if we have a you know, uh, uh, a night off, and they and they placed, You know, because every team that was going to play the Crusaders that that week, you know, they they'll have to get up and play really really well. Otherwise, we'll you know put a lot of points on them. So for us, it was just like every week we were just so used to being in that space week in week out because we knew that we had to turn out because we we were always um, um, setting the standards. Um, but that was just we just had a team and obviously a great coach with Robbie Deans. And uh we were fortunate that we 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 won, you know, a few titles together and you know those those are great memories for us anyway. You know, just thinking back now it just puts a smile on my face.
1: Good. Good, I'm God. I'm gonna ask one more question before we go into something a little bit different. Where is the best stadium you've ever played in?
0: Uh, like an away day.
1: What's the best away game you've ever played
0: in? Um, I would have to say that will be in Wales. Um, you know, they're staying there indoor when it's, when you have, I don't know, seventy or 80,000 people. Mm-hmm. Um, my first test there in 2004 was so crazy because we were losing... Uh, the majority of that game uh, up until Joe scored you know, an amazing try at the end in the last 10 minutes. But up to that point, because they were winning, they were just singing the whole time. And I remember I could not hear a meter away Aaron Major you know, calling the moves. I couldn't hear him. That's how loud it was because they were like, this is an opportunity to win for the first time. I don't know how many years, 60 years. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I mean Wales was 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 great. Um, just being packed in there and everyone singing the whole time—it was just an amazing feeling. I love that. Yeah, Wales
1: is one of the top. Mm. I'm being a bit
0: biased. I'm not saying it's
1: the best because I think Murray feels better, but Ezra, <laughs> Ezra is definitely top three for sure. It's
0: and it, I always make
1: the. There you go.
0: Yeah, Murrayfield is great. It's just that um, it has to be packed to, to, to really enjoy yeah. the atmosphere. And yeah. also because it, it's also quite far out, whereas in terms of noise, um, mm-hmm. and obviously that's why in Cardiff, because it's primarily a you know football or rugby stadium, everything was so close yeah, and it just went straight up. And so that's why in terms of the actual atmosphere and the loudness, um, that's why, you know, Wales um, trumps people in in, in, that, in that case.
1: That's that's fair, because every time I've been down, every time I go down, the roof's closed, which is interesting. But it's nice and warm, so we love it. And then yeah. it just, obviously, because the roof's closed, the noise can't lift anywhere, so it just traps and keeps going around in circles, so it is very loud. I'll definitely agree with yeah. you on that one, for sure. But we're going to go into something different now. We're going to get to know Casey as a person. So really nothing to do with rugby. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: yeah.
1: Pretty well <laughs> Uh Cats or dogs? Dogs. Very easy choice. Yeah. yeah. Favourite film? Say that again. Favourite film? Ooh, Braveheart. Braveheart, okay. Like that. Yeah. If there was a film about Casey La La who would you have play you in the movie?
0: Um, who's that guy? Something, something. B. Jordan. <laughs>
1: Michael B. Jordan, I like that Michael that's B. Cool. Jordan, that's right yeah. there you go, <laughs> I like that that's a good choice Yeah. Fav- favourite song or music genre
0: ooh you know I like all genres but I like I listen to a lot of R&B and, and hip hop songs So, there go. but I listen to a lot of rock, I like it's yeah, I like all the 80s a lot of that as well <laughs> Nice. No, all the, all the I like that.
1: <laughs> what is what is your go-to social drink? Ooh. Um you know, I've
0: been Red wine, you know. wine?
1: Okay, fair. Yeah, that's fair. Suppose when you were playing a rap. Well, the
0: last the last yeah, well the last year or so, like I've just been drinking I like sipping on a read, so um Otherwise, if it's a sunny day, you're always going to go for a bit for a nice beer. There
1: we go. Yeah. Any specific beer or just any cold beer? <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> I
0: was, when I when I was in um when I was in Cork in Ireland, I um the Heineken seems to be so good there. But I found out that there's a brewery in the uh, Heineken brewery in 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 Cork, so I think that's why the a nice cold um Heineken. No, nice, yeah. yeah, good choice.
1: <laughs> Surprised you didn't say uh, Guinness. Surprised you didn't mention Guinness. Yeah, I
0: didn't really, well, I was in Murphy country when I was in Ireland, so yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, the boys were very about, but you know, they all drink Guinness, you know, so yeah, yeah. I didn't drink much, I just sort of stayed with the Heineken and not, 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 um, not the stout, <laughs> so good.
1: Favorite
0: food or like food cuisine like style of food? I eat a lot of Japanese food, so okay. I think it's it's a cuisine they can eat every day, any time of the day. You know, nice. um, so yeah, I just go Japanese food.
1: There we go. What is your go-to pizza topping?
0: Mm. Probably a wine, a bit of pineapple. No, head. no, yeah, I know. I know, I just, I
1: don't know, I just. <laughs> You're doing so well. This is always
0: about the breaks of friendships, as a food. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, I like, any pizza. I like any pizza with burrata on it. What's that? Uh, it's like mozzarella.
1: Okay, okay, that's cool. Fair yeah. enough. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, because I've warned us, especially when I speak to people from New Zealand or Australia, do you put pineapple rings on your burger? Um,
0: I I do, yes, I do. But like, if it's not there, it's not something that I ask for. Right. Okay. Uh, So it's one of those things where. You know, if it's there, there, I don't go looking for it. That makes sense.
1: Okay, that yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Where is your dream holiday destination? Ibiza. Nice.
0: I like that. Yeah. By, Been by there a par- few times. Nice. Love it. Just anywhere in the Mediterranean. But Ibiza is like, for me, if I have lots of money, I'll buy a holiday home in Ibiza.
1: Love that. And you can party as well.
0: Well, people think that Ibiza is a party island, which it is. But (laughs) there's only some small part of Ibiza where you can party, but the rest is the most beautiful island. You know, that or in Croatia as well. So
1: okay, okay, like that. Yeah, Keith Arrows. Or Joe Loco
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I know those boys very well, so um like Keith was legend. But you can't like the reason why I'm going with Joe because we played age group, he was always uh-huh. my winner and I was 13 from New Zealand group from, from school, so I just have to pick Joe. Okay, you know? that's a good... I mean, that's very solid. He's always... I love, I love Keith Earls as well, so I love Earls here. Yeah, he's my boy. I just had to catch out on that one.
1: Yeah. And I it, I'm <laughs> I'm sorry. Like to, be fair, to be fair, Joe is the only winger I could ever remember that was known as by his nickname, like the Smoking Joe. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Every, everyone else is just their name. So, mm. kind of got to give him credit there. I don't know if that's just because couldn't, people couldn't say Rocco Coco.
0: I don't know. I mean, we just call him Rocks.
1: Okay, yeah. That, uh, I genuinely did not know that. I just always thought, Yeah, oh, we Joe. just call him and Joe, yeah. Joe yeah. yeah. To be fair, you get it now. Because, like, there's um, Mark Nawakina Tawasi. There you go, Ooh. I said that first time without any practice there. <laughs> and, uh, commentators, can't, ca- commentators can't say it, so they call him Marky Mark. I'm like, sure. No. So I don't, maybe it's the same rule as, as for Joe. And they're just smoking Joe because they can't smoking say his surname.
0: Joe is good, so
1: happy with smoking Joe. I like that. What was your go-to nickname? Or was there any nicknames um, for you? It
0: was always the Case. I like that. That's cool. Le Case, so L E C A S E. So Le Case was always the, yeah. the the nickname so Yeah. Cardiff, Monster, or Racing? Um, you know, people always ask me that. I you can just cannot compare the three.
1: Hmm.
0: Cardiff is it's just his own little town. Um. Paris, Paris is a, is a country on its own. So, um, so yeah, for me, three of those places had the most amazing time. So sorry sorry to disappoint. No,
1: you're fine. You can try it it with the try like,
0: make like, the yeah. No, it's just, yeah, yeah. just kind right. of give it a, cause they're very different. And I love every, every person that i met um when you know during my time in those three
1: different places. That's good. I like that answer though. It's just another one to catch out on. Because what we do is if you've played for multiple clubs, you could then try and almost make the perfect club so like it's in Paris for aesthetic reasons. You could have like Monsters History or Monsters Fans, like mm. Cardiff kit or I don't know. Well however you what were the best bits of each team yeah. you played for? You put that all together.
0: Yeah, no, 100%. Um, you know, I think I had the most fun party-wise in Cardiff and, uh, um, and in Paris. But again, you know, love a lock-in in, in Ireland.
1: <laughs> there you go. That's fair. Yeah, I like that. Final question for you today, Casey. One thing you'd like to be remembered for
0: oh Ooh, that's tough one. um for rugby
1: just it could be for that's rugby cool. or for life oh. you're a guest it's, it's up um, to you I
0: guess, I guess my life anchors on my kids my family um and i think if that resonates to outside of that um and so be it. But I think for for my kids and for my family, I just want them to know that what um, that I you know was a hard worker and and I was a, a a good brother um, and a good mate and a good dad. More importantly, and I think that's at the end of the day. Um, when I'm 70 and my kids still want to hang out with dad. And I think that's a real testament of, of, you know, my life with them and, and, and my family. So, um, but outside of that, you know, if I left a mark on the rugby field and, and, and through the way I played and in rugby await comes into play. And I think, yeah, I could, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. It yeah, it's, it's very, very simple. So, um, yeah, my um, my family sees me.
1: Oh, I love that. We can't end it any better than that. But <laughs> thank you so much for agreeing to come on. This has been an absolute blast. I've never. It's one of those things that you would tell your younger self, like one day you're going to interview Kizzy. La. Like, yeah, shut up, no, you're not. The guy that you've been turning up on rugby away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and as for leaving a mark. On the rugby field you definitely left marks on some opponents that's for sure
0: yeah well i'm sure they did vice versa as well but uh too
1: too humble too (laughs) humble (laughs) (laughs) you
0: know that's why we play the game you know you said uh the competitiveness and uh the the willing to, to 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 win but that's the great thing about rugby; is it's not an individual sport. You know, it takes um, twenty-two other guys with you. Yeah. That, um, that, And I think that's why it's so important um, to remember that as a, you know, being a team sport because nothing you can't you can't achieve anything without the other boys um, heading in the same direction.
1: There you go.
0: Well said. Couldn't add anything
1: else to that. It's a team sport. It's so all for one, one for all. That sounds like the Three Musketeers, but yeah, 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 we'll, yeah. Go, we'll go anyway. But honestly, Casey, thank you so much for coming on. You're stuck with me now, friend for life. It's all know, for, all
0: man, that's me. for sure. Yeah. That's for sure. And call, call yeah. out
1: when, when time you're in New Zealand, anyway. So, uh, well, if know. I'm ever in New Zealand, yeah. you're the first person to, to know about it. It's
0: a long way, so uh, let, let us know. Yeah. Maybe you could do, do me a deal on a house as well. Hey. There
1: you go. well, you got to sell it off? There go. <laughs> but this has been the final whistle with KSLR, and we will see you next time.